to this this is episode 146 of the q a podcast my name is anthony sitting right across from me via zoom as always is my pal de quincy hey what's up everybody we're back again back at it how you doing man i'm good good doing some running around today but uh it's all good oh yeah great i love to hear uh for me i i am a hundred percent stimulated and fifty percent vaccinated, so you know I'm doing well over here. Hey, you can't, can't argue with that. Yeah. When do you uh get your next shot? Um, uh, like end of March, I think it's like uh, my card in there. I think it says April. What April third? Yeah, April third on my card. Oh, okay. Cool. Cool. What um? Which one did you get? Did you get Moderna? You yeah, said? I got the Moderna one. How'd you feel after the first? After the first day, I felt fine. Um, today, cause I got my shot on Tuesday, like right after work. Um, Tuesday morning, my job sent email sent an email around to employees about, hey, there's some appointments over here for this week, Tuesday through Friday. For the Moderna shots for your first uh, dose, if you, if you want them, and so like that Tuesday, as soon as I could, I signed up, uh, left work right at cl- uh, clock out, drove over to the, um, you know where the Bayou Center is, over here off of Nita. Uh, no, not really. I don't. I've, I, I've, I've, I don't know. Think I do. Uh, I don't know. We've done an Musatronic event there before. I don't know if you were there for many years ago. But anyway, <laughs> um, so I just pulled up, showed my paperwork. They have a drive-through tent for your paperwork, and then you drive up to the center and go inside. They check your paperwork one more time, and then you get the shot. And yeah, it was a real uh, quick and easy process. I think my um, I checked in for a, a three forty appointment time. And I got in and out before three thirty. Wow, very yeah. cool. Uh, the funniest part was uh, the nurse who gave my shot. Um, she was looking on my paperwork and was like, "Is your name De Quincy?" I was like, "Yes." And she was like, "Like De Quincy, Louisiana?" I was like, "Yes, that's where my mother got it from." And she's like, <laughs> "And she's like, you know what? I'm about to drive by." drive back to Louisiana and every time I pass by that exit I'm gonna think about that one man I gave the Moderna shot to and I was like well at least you have a story for the rest of your life there you go. <laughs> I remember taking a picture of that yes. a few years ago when I drove to Louisiana yeah I get anytime someone that I know they can drive to Louisiana I get a picture of that <laughs> yeah I get okay my girlfriend's making up false stories. I'm not gonna listen. Uh, but yeah, I'm doing well. Um, you know, my arm feels like I got punched by one punch man right now. But besides that, I'm doing good. Mm-hmm. That's good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. 
are on to business. Uh, you can listen to our podcast anywhere. The podcasts are given away for free 99. And that includes Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, and Amazon Podcasts, and Spotify. So we're here tonight. We're talking a little wrestling. We haven't, I don't think we've done a wrestling podcast ooh, months. Yeah, at least a month. Yeah, it's just a Royal Rumble. Yeah, I'll mm-hmm. check right now. So, yeah, it's been about two months. So, yeah, with uh, Fastlane coming up this weekend and everything that's happening, both WWE and AEW decided to, you know, just uh, discuss what's going on. Now, t- today is one of those rare podcasts where I actually made an outline. <laughs> Anthony has no idea where we're going with any of this, so uh, he's going to just have to stick and move and react. So are you ready? I'm ready. All right. So let's start with the biggest story of WWE. Welcome to the almighty era. Yes. It's about damn time. Yeah. yeah. Bobby Lashley becomes the third African-American WWE champion after Kofi Kingston and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And yeah, this was, like you just said, it was a long time coming. He's been in the business from WWE, TNA, Impact, and this guy has been a, a beast no matter everywhere he's gone. And teaming up with um, the Hurt Business, and especially, um, I can't remember his name right now. MVP. MVP, thank you. Yeah, it's just been a godsend for his, his uh, WWE comeback. This guy is literally living living up to, to his name or to his moniker, MVP. I mean, what he's done with this this group of, of performers uh, and, you know, what he's done to keep them relevant has just been incredible. Yeah, think and, of where uh, Bobby Lashley was last year. He was doing a, um, a um, cuckold situation with Rusev and Lana. Just the worst the worst uh, story of last year, of mm-hmm. all of last year. Um, yeah, I mean, just, just nothing good was going for that guy. I mean, he was floundering in just these terrible feuds and you know, unfunny storylines, uninteresting storylines. Um, and now he's on top of the world, man. He's on top of the mountain. Yeah, so well-deserved. And Kim, let's talk, I wanted to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. And this was something that was on my mind when um, I was when I was thinking about Bobby Lashley, how he got there. And it's the money in the bank contract. Mm-hmm. Now, we've seen other money in the bank cash-ins that failed. We've seen John Cena actually like plan hit. <laughs> he what? Announce. Yeah, he announces. <laughs> Uh, beforehand everything but I want to ask you was this the worst money in the bank storyline that we've ever seen it was now um, I, before before you say mm-hmm. I want you I want to remind you what happened okay so in May 2020 Otis wins the money in the bank contract he never cashes in mm-hmm 
He loses it to the Miz five months later at Hell in the Cell, thanks to a betrayal by Tucker, who has completely disappeared off our TV sets. If you watch main event, you might find him there. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I, I hope that check's clear, and that's all I can say. So after he loses the contract, the Miz catches in on a beaten McIntyre at Elimination Chamber, and then the Miz loses the WWE Championship to Bobby Lashley eight days later. Mm-hmm. I don't everything, think... basically oh, everything, but Bobby Lashley being becoming champion. Mm-hmm. Everything before that was just a disaster. I mean, I guess it evens out just because the end result is now that Bobby Lashley is, is champion. He's going into WrestleMania as champion, um, and he's a, a believable champion. Mm-hmm. You know, that part of the Miz's career is is over. I mean, he he had a decent run what ten years ago. I mean, he he's done he's done everything. He's done more than most wrestlers will ever do. I mean, he he headlined WrestleMania as champion, and you know, I know this is his his gimmick that he. He repeats in his promos, but I mean, it's true. I mean, he to, to headline to main event WrestleMania, go in as the champion, defend the title, successfully defend the title. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in it, especially one of the during worst that time, is in the last 10 15 years, sure. But even during that time, I mean, you know, John Cena was still the top guy in the company, essentially, you know still the face of the company. Uh, the rock was getting back into it, you know, for his, for his brief run. Mm-hmm. I mean, those were some massive names that were still with the company. You know, this was, this was a time when the undertaker was still performing and Kane was still performing and, and, and they weren't, they were on the, they were at the top of the tail end of, of their careers. Because after that, that's when they really slowed down and, and age caught up. But, you know, that was a, it was a, a, a like a important time, you know, and to be champion during that time is is um, shouldn't be overlooked and it shouldn't be, you know, forgotten. But that was then, and, and this is now. It's time for something different. Um, I think Bobby Lashley is way different than the Miz's champion. Mm-hmm. That's true. But I'm just talking. I'm not talking about championships or anything. Uh, what happened afterwards. I just want to talk about the money to make storyline. I mean, Otis wins it and carries the briefcase for five months and never cashes in on Braun. Braun Storman or Braun Storman or uh, who? uh, Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt had like had the championship for about a week Mm -hmm. before Roman Reigns came back. And once Reigns came back, you knew there's no way he's touching it. Exactly. So what was the point of him just holding on to that briefcase for five months if they weren't going to pull the trigger? It, it's definitely one of the more baffling uh, one of the more baffling situations that we've ever seen. I mean, you know, he's don't get me wrong. I think Otis is a great performer for his size. You know, he, he's, he's agile and, you know, he's entertaining, all that kind of stuff. But um and honestly, I wouldn't have minded him holding on to the, the money in the bank briefcase. But, you know, they should have done, you know. Yeah, but I don't there, like the, there becomes I don't like the a idea point that, where it becomes ridiculous. And if he's holding on to the briefcase while Roman Reigns is champion, 
like you you and I both know there's no way he's winning. Like right. even if Roman gets his ass whooped and has a goddamn uh, tractor trailer dropped on him, mm-hmm. Otis can't pit him for a one, two, three. Right. But again, much like the Royal Rumble, this is supposed to be something that's supposed to elevate performers, right? And although he may not have won, he wouldn't have won against any of those guys. But they could have, you know, instead of giving up on it, and that's what I don't, that's where that's what I didn't like. You know, you shouldn't have put it on him in the first place if you were just only going to give up on on his storyline after five months. That's really my big issue. If they had kept it on him, if he had held on to it, and sure, he's unsuccessful cashing it in, whether it's against Braun or Bray or Roman, very, you know, it's all, it's very obvious that that would, would have happened with any of those guys. But you could have made him, turn him into something a little more serious. Mm-hmm. And sure, he's unsuccessful, but maybe he starts a feud with one of those guys. You know, and th- and again, but a way to elevate him into, you know, a performer. And if he doesn't become a big star, fine. I mean, we see that happen time and time again. Like, at least try. At least try. At least try to elevate this guy and turn him into a main event player. Yeah. Don't especially, just, you know, don't stop and then just cut it. Yeah, especially in 2020, you should be throwing everything against the wall because it's the one year that you can do all the experimentation that you want. Yeah. So do you remember who else was in that uh, Money in the Bank match on the men's uh, side? AJ Styles. Yes. Rey Mysterio. Yes. Uh, Daniel yes. Bryan. Yes. Two more. You're doing better than I thought. Kofi? Nope. No. Uh, Corbin? Yes. And one more guy. One more. Is it Morrison? Nope. He's now on TV. <laughs> oh. <laughs> is this going into your next point? Well, this is going into a point, but not my next point. Oh, okay. Andrade? No. No. It was Alistair Black. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> Don't remember he exists anymore. But mm-hmm. my, my next point is, for me, the Money in the Bank contract is always... It's always best when it's in the hands of a heel because the very definition of it, you're coming in and picking your spots when the champ is the weakest is a very heel move. Right. So I don't like I would have picked like who would you have picked to win that match? Uh, There's one was... name that just screams out to me. I mean, it felt like it was going to be Styles or Brian. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corbin, were you thinking Corbin? Exactly. Yeah, he's the out of all those guys in there, he is the most weaselly heel. Mm-hmm. And you know, Brian, both Brian and AJ Styles, they can, you know, build a feud and fight their ass off. But definitely, Corbin's the guy who, who who would sneak up on you you know, behind a locker room and whoop your ass. So yeah. it fits his character, especially the king. Like, imagine him coming out with the, the crown, the scepter on his little throne with the money bank briefcase. Mm-hmm. Tell him, I mean, Booker I mean, T just, was world champion. Is 
King Booker. Yeah, it just fit. It it would have fit his character so much that I feel like you could have done more with him and actually had him cash on on um cash in. I'm sorry on Braun mm-hmm. Strowman. And let's, uh, I guess another uh, a uh, a sub point mm-hmm. that I'd like to bring up. What are they gonna do with with Corbin? I mean, it seems like they've invested a lot in this guy and they just won't pull the trigger at all. I mean. They made him king of the ring. Mm-hmm. They made him end Kurt Angle's career at WrestleMania, which everybody agrees, and Kurt Angle himself agrees, he shouldn't have been the guy, but you did it anyways. So if you're going to put a guy in that position, why aren't you running with it? That and then and also, oh, sorry, let me read off you real quick. That moment right there, him beating Kurt Angle, putting him in retirement, should have done to uh, Corbin's career what beating the undertaker at wrestlemania did for brock lesnar's absolutely and then you had a chance again like you said to to toy with these things to to test these things all of last year when there's no fans in attendance Mm -hmm. so you could control the narrative in terms of uh, the reactions to putting the title on him or making him go on a big run you know They've put him in all these huge major spots and he's still floundering with, you know, henchmen and, and uh, feuds with Elias who, you know, again, I think should be higher up on the card, but you know, that's, that's another discussion, but you know, all the guys that he's, he's feuding with now, they're not, they're not elevating him. They're not elevating each other. And it's just, just another wasted opportunity it seems like he's in a weird situation where he's like higher up on the ladder than elias and some other guys that he's been feuding with but he's not at that roman reigns level right i'm not even sure he's at that big e level i don't think so either i i i still i mean i mean i understand i guess i understand why but again, if there's no if there's no fans in attendance, it shouldn't be that much of a it shouldn't be that much of an issue, mm-hmm. because a top a top guy, heel or face, whatever you know, whoever it is, is someone that can perform, that you know knows how to wrestle, that uh, you know captivates the audience, and is good on the mic. And to me, he's still not very good on the mic. Which is crazy because, like, we like, there's no audience. This would be the perfect mm-hmm. time for him to get on the mic and get better at it. Yeah. I mean, if, if that's the one reason why they're not doing anything with the guy, fine. Like, I, I understand that. But again, to your point, you there's plenty of opportunity to, to help him improve mm-hmm. in that, in that department. So we got into a little tangent with the money bank in the bank briefcase. Let's get back to talking about Bobby Lashley. So we already know the rest, one of the WrestleMania matches is going to be Bobby Lashley defending the WWE championship against Drew McIntyre. And I wanted to ask you a question. You, you, we've noted that, you know, the crowd, there's been no crowd for all 2020 going to 2021. So my question is, how do you think the crowd is going to react to both Lashley and McIntyre? Because I don't think it's going to be a situation where one gets booed and the other one gets cheered. 
I feel like mm-hmm. it could be a 50-50 situation for both of these guys. I just want to get your take on it. Let me ask you this. How long have the Hurt Business been together? For almost a full calendar year? Yes. Okay. And I ask that because that's a good that's a good question you bring up. You know, Lashley in theory is supposed to be the heel. You know, it's the heel faction or whatever. If they wanted to, this could be the start of breaking him away from that group and letting him run face with the title. Because I think you're, I think it is going to be a 50-50 situation with the with this audience because everybody likes Drew, and everybody's happy that Lashley is finally the champion, mm-hmm. and you know. You haven't had that opportunity to present a heel or a face to a live audience. Um, and also coupled with the fact that fans are just going to be happy to just be there. Yes. So they're going to cheer probably for every, I mean, they'll boo. I mean, there's some guaranteed boos, I feel like. But I feel like it's going to be 50-50 the whole night with everybody, almost everybody. Because they're just going to be excited and elated to be back you know, at a live show. So you know how the uh, WrestleMania tickets are being sold, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like groups of six, and you have to buy all six tickets. Yeah, and they're still going. And I've seen prices from forty dollars all the way up to two thousand. <laughs> I can't remember. Well, they did, just saw everybody. Did got they their say what the capacity? Oh, go ahead. They just saw everybody get their stimulus checks, yeah. so they decided, eh, yeah. two you grand's like, a good price. Yeah. Not the, not this year. You know, next year was in Dallas. I may make a trip up there, but not. <laughs> yeah. Not, I was going to say not in Florida, which is the wild, wild west, but we've seen how our governor rolls, no pun intended. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Did they say what the uh, capacity is going to be for WrestleMania? Uh, I initially... Initially, they wanted to go 75%, so like 45000 And then I've heard recently that they're cutting that down to 25000 for both nights. Oh, okay. All right, I feel much better now. Which I think was, was that the capacity for the Super Bowl? Because it's, it's in Raymond James, Raymond James Stadium where the Super Bowl took place this year. I think so. That sounds vaguely familiar. It might have been around 25 30%. Yeah. So, you know, 25000 that's still pretty good i mean you know they're not gonna they're probably not gonna do a whole lot of zoom outs uh, but you know so what if they have people in there but they still have the cardboard cutouts from um the super bowl well that's a <laughs> that's something i've heard i mean they have uh that's something that they're considering and which also i've heard that vince is not too keen on keen on I've heard that, and I also saw a rumor that he was coming around to it. Yeah, I feel like you know it's it's pretty late in the game. You know, either well, no, I mean, I feel like he's. I feel like yeah, he will eventually come around because we're only what three weeks away, four weeks away. You know, that's you know, there's definitely more important things that they have to finalize, and I feel like you know this is going to make or break the show oh one thing they're definitely going to start they're going to have to finalize is their touring schedule Mm because they can't stay in tropicana field starting in april right 
So I wonder what's what's that going to look like, and are they going to have uh, how long they're going to have like the same twenty five thirty percent restrictions mm-hmm. as more more people get vaccinated? Yeah, you know, are they going back to live events as well? You know, like yeah, I think I really think like after WrestleMania they're going back to live events, and it's going to be like like WrestleMania they're going to have like twenty five to maybe forty percent uh, mm-hmm. capacity. I mean, they can tour all over Florida, I guess, but Florida, you know. Texas, basically any any state below the Mason-Dixon line is open. Well, the thing about Texas is that all the big cities aren't going to go for full capacity because, you know, we're open. I mean, Texas is open. You know, we, we there are no restrictions, you know, against full capacity. Um, at the state level, at least. But if you want to come to Houston, if you want to go to Dallas or, or San Antonio, the, the, the mayors aren't going to allow, you know, full capacity for these events. So is it worth, you know, a live show? Uh, maybe. Who knows? But Well, unless they can find some, some way to get another deal in like an NBA. No came to do NBA because they're still playing. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Can they? Aff- uh, well, I was going to say, can they afford to rent out an NFL stadium? But of course they can. They're, they're worth billions of dollars. <laughs> but I, but it's one, for me, it's like, are you going to spend that money renting out an empty stadium? Or are you going to go and tour w- and get 25% of capacity and at least make some money? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gonna just be. Yeah, and um, especially like I said earlier, with more and more people getting vaccinated, mm-hmm. and people feeling more more confident, you know, actually going to events. You also have to think about the performers too. How do they feel about doing all this traveling again? You know, some are probably clamoring to do it and can't wait, but. Um, and honestly, you know, some how- of them probably don't think the coronavirus is that serious at all. I mean, we can't act like everyone that works in that building thinks the same way that we do. We've seen pictures and videos of these of certain wrestlers out, you know, having parties with 15, 20 people and no masks. Right. What does that do uh, to Roman Reigns? Yeah. I mean, if he hasn't already been vaccinated, you know, does that affect his tour schedule? Because he's the top guy, but he's also the top compromised guy, immunocompromised guy in the company. Well, you can sign up to get vaccinated if, for if you have like any kind of issues that would, mm-hmm. if you got Corona, that would just be devastating. Like if uh, things like obesity, OCPD, and I'm pretty sure, you know, leukemia. Right. You know, cancer would fit under that definition as well. Right, but this is assuming you know he hasn't gotten it. I mean, who knows? No, I think he. It, I think he already has it. The vaccine. Yeah, I think he. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, does he consider? I mean, how how much does he consider everything? Um, I mean, at this point, I guess. 
you, you know, I don't know. It's hard to say you should do something that could potentially be, you know, because like, it's not just wrestling, but it's like everything. Like you don't want to, like, I don't want to sound like, uh, I don't want to sound crazy or whatever, mm-hmm. but like you, we can't, obviously we can't live in complete fear you know, forever. But at the same time, you can't risk it. Like, you, it's, I know it sounds silly, but like, and you have to take into consideration, you know, what your your performers, what your wrestlers feel, how they feel. Yeah, you know? and we've seen other sports. We've seen baseball players come back this season who had coronavirus in the 2020 season just come back and say, I didn't, I didn't feel like myself until the beginning of spring training mm-hmm. like I, it was hard for me to breathe and it's one, and for wrestling it's like if you if something happens to you and you can only use 30 percent of your lung capacity that is a problem yeah and when your matches are five to ten minutes anyways you're exerting you're putting it all out there mm-hmm. you're exerting everything there's no there's very little rest period for you yeah so this is a very difficult decision, and I'm glad that I'm not the one who has to make this. Yeah. Although I wish a 77-year-old man who is known for changing his mind at a drop of a hat wasn't in charge of making decisions either. <laughs> right. But we'll see. All right. Um, so we talked. Uh, I brought up the WrestleMania match with, between Lashley and McIntyre, and we'll talk more about the WrestleMania card as it comes into play. Mm-hmm. Because right now there are four matches scheduled right now. And man, we've never seen matches scheduled this far in advance. Like they're making these matches since we still got another pay per view to do. Yeah. So let's talk about that pay per view. Um, WD Fast Lanes this Sunday. Uh, but before we talk about that, let's talk about it. This will be the first pay per view on. NBC's Peacock. Mm-hmm. Uh, you signed up for Peacock today. Just subscribed, yeah. Yes. And I, I've told the story on Twitter, but um, I get the I can have a free premium membership because I'm a Xfinity subscriber, so I get I'll get all the pay per views for free and such. And so right now I'm watching. Um, have you? Have you gone on to Peacock and looked at any things? No, I haven't. All right. So right now I'm watching the, I think the 2018 Royal Rumble. So weird to see people in the fan. The, the one where they're at Chase Field. That's mm-hmm. And they, they're, they need to work on the search availability. I mean, you can, you can just scroll down and find like, pay-per-views like Royal Rumble, then you click on that and it'll show all 31, 32 of them, but there's no like if I was going to search for like a certain wrestler there's no way to do that. Right, that's what I've heard. That's kind of the early uh, critique is that the the searchability is is not quite there yet. Um, but really that was the, kind of the that was kind of the case with the WWE Network during its inception mm-hmm. like i remember trying to search for certain matches or certain wrestlers and it was it was it took a long time to get to 
you know, to a, a Brock Lesnar match, you know, the, just for example. I mean, it was not the greatest experience. Um, so I, this doesn't surprise me either, you know. Yeah, and like you can't skip ahead in matches like you could in the network where you can go mm-hmm. to the beginning of one or end end of one. Um, it's just very, like you said, it's like the old network. But why would you do that? It's like you know people didn't like that. Why would you go back to that? Yeah, I mean, it's weird. Yeah, I mean, because the deal's been in place for over a month. So it's like you should have had kind of these plans already, you know, set to go. I'm sorry. I'm wa- the match I'm watching right now is Shane and Miz versus the Bar, and okay, we all love Shane McMahon, right? Yeah. Bro, these punches are just dog shit, man. Oh yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember the punches. Uh, the, and they showed all the video of him training with uh, Hensel Gracie. And, you know, it was, oof, it was rough. It's like, you just took that man's money. Because he didn't learn a damn thing. <laughs> he was just in there, shadow boxing air. And you're like, oh, close enough. And Hensel Gracie trains jiu-jitsu. He doesn't really train striking. But mm-hmm. I remember him also working with us, you know, like a boxing coach in New York or something like that. And it just didn't look good even then. I'm sorry. It's just, it's great to be the boss's son. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So going to fast lane, man. So like I said, this would be the first pay-per-view on Peacock, it'll be the last pay-per-view on the WWE Network. And so far, we only have five matches. I'm trying to think, how how would you like to do this? You just want to go through each one? Sure, we can. I feel like some of them we can kind of breeze through. Okay, first one I'm going to breeze through. Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus. This was like a regular singles match. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Yeah, you know, um, I'll be honest. They had a really good match two weeks ago on Raw. It was hard hitting. It was you know intense. It was you know it was yeah. They obviously have chemistry. I mean, they're they're friends in real life, and and they love the business, and and they put on a hell of a match that night. You know, they've got the battle scars to show it, but. Yeah. Um, so the question is, why the hell would you do that match and then then make this same match two weeks later? Right. In fact, not even the same match because that was what was wasn't that one a hardcore match? I feel like it was just yeah, no holds barred. Yeah, this is just a regular ass singles match. So why would you make the same match twice mm-hmm. and make it with more oh, restrictions? Yeah, more <laughs> restrictions. Thank you. And no commercials. <sighs> I don't I don't understand why they do the things they do sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, McIntyre wins, gets momentum uh, going to the WrestleMania match. That's all I can say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, going on to the next match who was Curry my favorite. Nia, Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler 
versus Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair for the Women's Tag Team Championship? Um, I hope Nia Jax and Shayna retain. I don't really want to. I don't have any interest in uh, Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks going into WrestleMania as tag team champions and mm-hmm. opponents for the SmackDown Women's Title. It doesn't. It just doesn't make any sense to me. It, it's not interesting. Um, you know, if you're going to take the titles off Nia and Shayna, put it on someone else. But those two have plenty to fight for mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I just want to say that um, I hate Reginald. I hate him with a passion <laughs> because he's living the life I hope to live one day. Uh huh. He's out there hanging out with Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair, and um, Carmella. I saw a little uh, vignette where he was with uh, Nia Jax, Nia Jax, and she he was trying on like different suits and stuff. And she like, buy him clothes. Now yeah, that they, is also what I'm talking about. Yes, that's also a dream of mine. He turned around and she pat and she did a little smack on his ass. Dream, you know. <laughs> How come he can have these nice things at five foot four and I can't? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm saying it. My my girlfriend just she just put her phone down, and looked at me. Yeah, I'm saying it. <laughs> I can't have dreams. Okay. But just make sure that tell her that those are my dreams too. Like, yeah, you know, as he said, those are his dreams too. So what are you gonna do? He's single, he can have those uh, she said you're single, so you can have those dreams. <laughs> a man, good can, point. A man can't dream about <laughs> being surrounded by beautiful women. Hmm? Huh? You can't have fantasies, desires. She's just sitting out there on her phone hating. <laughs> Oh yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Jackson Baszler should win this handily. I mean, I love Banks and Belair. I think they're two of the most talented wrestlers in the business, but they have no business winning the uh, tag team champions. Oh, yeah. speaking of which, how do you feel about them um, creating uh, women's tag team championships in NXT? Uh, I'm fine with that. Like, it... Um, I can say the belts look better. Yeah. And also... Why like, does NXT have better championship belts than the WWE? Because Hunter is involved directly. Every belt is better. I think the only belt that's great in WWE right now is the Intercontinental. Oh, yeah. But everything else is in NXT. Even the um the UK belt belts mm-hmm. are better than what we see in WWE. And I've come around on the IC title. I really didn't care for it at first, but it's it's pretty cool. Um, I'm okay with, with NXT getting their own women's tag titles because like it it sets up creates potential for champions versus champions, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, you can do that the World Rumble, or not the World Rumble, uh, Survivor, Survivor Series, Series or something something like that. Um and also it it eliminates the need to to send the you know, the quote unquote main roster talents back down to NXT that, you know, to, uh, you know, do a one-off feud or whatever. Oh, speaking of that also, that also can fuel the theory that they're going to start traveling again after WrestleMania. Oh, having more titles. Well, now you, you don't have to say, Oh, the women's championship can be defended on 
all three shows. Now you mm-hmm. just do the two, and it's, e- it's, e- it's an easier travel schedule. You can just go from city to city instead of going from, let's say, you go from L.A., and then you got to fly to Florida to go to NXT and then, then fly back to, like, um, Burbank for SmackDown. It, mm-hmm. just, it just makes it easier to have uh, NXT have their own women's tag team titles. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm totally fine with that. Uh, let's go to this is just an odd match Alexa Bliss versus Randy Orton in an intergender <laughs> match the answer is back baby you want it we got it we beaten women wait wait uh, 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 try that again uh, we are having challenges between men and women Andy Kaufman would be so happy. Yeah. Smiling from heaven. He's rolling over in his grave in a celebratory roll. He's he's rolling over because he's mad he can't get in the match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um we're getting the theme back in this match, are we not? Yeah. And that's interesting. I'm interested mm-hmm. to see how what he looks like. Mm-hmm. Um you know, to see what they've done with him, you know they've created deformities or, or, or no just what's bray right what's bray Wyatt's new look mm-hmm. that's always interesting at this point because a guy clearly knows how to reinvent his character and uh, and make it compelling i agree like this match i don't even care who wins i just want to see what bray Wyatt does next that's all that yep. matters Let's move on to the match that I'm most excited for. Big E defends his Intercontinental Championship against Apollo Crews. Yes. What are, what are your thoughts on uh, Apollo Crews? Because from what I understand, this was a gimmick of his on the Indies. And he's kind of going back oh. to that. Oh, it was? Yes. Oh, go back to what you know. Are you okay with the... Uh, the accents and stuff like that, you know. I don't have a problem with it because I'm not Nigerian. So I got it, you. Okay. Yeah. So I'm not gonna sit here and say it's right or wrong. I can just say uh, it's okay with me. If there are Nigerians out there who are upset about that, I understand. But mm-hmm. if there are also Nigerians who are like glad for the representation, I understand that as well. Sure. And, it's not like it's a, a white guy doing this this accent. Yeah, yeah this is not uh, Hakeem, the American dream. The, the African dream, the sorry. African dream, Hakeem, yeah. the African Hakeem. Hakeem, yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I imagine he has roots that go back to Nigeria. Otherwise, you, I don't think he'd be comfortable doing this gimmick. If he didn't actually have family from there. I think he so, is Nigerian. Yeah, he is Nigerian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, both his parents were or were from Niger, Nigeria. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he's stealing from someone else. This is actually his culture. Right. And so far I think he's doing a pretty damn good job with it. 
Oh, yes. If you're a middling baby face, the best thing you do for your career is go heel. Mm-hmm. At least you build up some kind of excitement. He's done that. Like, did you hear the promos that Big E has been given? Yeah. Directed to Apollo Crews. Like, these have been, like, put all the New Day stuff aside. This is the best Big E that I've ever seen in the ring and on the mic. I mean, it was time to get away from all that, in my opinion. I, I love the faction. I love the, the brotherhood and the camaraderie. But um, it's time. It was time for him to, to take a more serious role and uh, be all business, man, and, and kick some ass because that's what he's built to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you see uh... – the promo he gave to Paul Heyman on Talking Smack. Man, I didn't. And I hear there are nothing but good promos. Nothing but good promos on Talking Smack. Let me see if I can find it. I got to go back and watch basically everything since the start of the year. All right, I have found it. Hold on. Let me share my screen with you. Yes, you can see everything. Let me see if I remember how to hit the shit. All right, you see what I see? Yes. All right, so let's start. Hear it all right? Uh, can you turn it up a little bit? There you go. How's that? I don't hear anything now. I heard something before, but. Um, no. <sighs> maybe mute, maybe you muted, muted your screen. Oh, no. Muted forever. I think you passed it up. Yeah, but that one's not the though. That one's the Heyman one. That one is not the Big E one. That's why mm. I can't find it. Oh well. But basically, basically his <laughs> your background. <laughs> but, hey, congratulations to yeah. Easy E, uh, Eric Bischoff being announced as a Hall of Famer. But uh, basically, promo. Sorry, I can't find it. Was. Um, I'm going to take down Apollo Crews and then I'm going to defend this Intercontinental Championship for an entire year. And then next year, I'm going to walk into WrestleMania as champ, as an Intercontinental Champ. And whoever is in my way, I'm challenging the WWE Championship, be it Roman or whoever. I love it. Oh, this is it. I wonder if I can play this where you actually hear it, though. Let's try the screen share one more again. Hmm. You hear it? Mm-hmm. 
Look at the end. Look at Heyman's face. He looks like a proud papa right now. He really does. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He looks like a proud. He's like, oh, my boy's growing up. That's him also saying, I still got it. Yes. So, yes. Well, like I said, Big E has been unbelievably impressive um, since he's gone solo. And, yeah. Big E, Roman Reigns, double championship match, WrestleMania 2022. Let's just book it. Man, I would love to see it. And even if uh, Roman loses the title in between and gets it back, like, that's fine. Just if we can book that match between those two, champion versus champion, that's an, that's an, epic, um, that's an epic main event. Mm-hmm. That is a uh, generational main event. That's crazy. And it's something that I think everybody would love to see. Yeah, I don't think Roman Reigns loses the title until he leaves. <laughs> like, the running joke about Roman is he didn't get those veneers to get knocked in the face. Right. And whenever his contract is up, he's going to Hollywood and Sasha Banks is going right after him. Mm-hmm. But going back to the match, I think we're both picking Big E, even though we love Apollo Cruz's new character work. Correct? Yeah, absolutely. All um, right. You know, they could even extend it into WrestleMania, into a big Mania match. I mean, oh, it might wow. be overkill, but... Now you got me imagining what Apollo Cruz's WrestleMania entrance would be. And right. it's amazing <laughs> in my head right now. <laughs> it is African as hell, and I love it. He'd have more... Uh, Royal Guardsman. Yes. Be great. Ooh. Nigerian to the kilt. Um, so moving on to the last match of the night. It's going to be Roman Reigns defending the Universal Championship against Daniel Bryan. Um, apparently, there's a stipulation that has not been um, resolved. Solved. Yeah, resolved yet. The winner of the match between Edge and Jey Uso on March 19th, which would be today if you're listening, uh, will be the special guest enforcer. So let me ask you a question. Uh-huh. How would you feel if they made that WrestleMania match a triple threat match between Reigns, Bryan, and Edge? 
Yeah, I was just about to, about to ask you the same thing because I don't know how I feel about that. I really don't. I mean, I like uh, I like all three guys. And frankly, I would prefer to see a one-on-one match mm-hmm. between any of those, any of those three. Um, I don't know. I just feel like if you did a triple threat match, it, it's I mean, it's been done before with Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's done it, and he's like he won the biggest match in the history of the company. I mean, on the. Like, that's literally the biggest match in the history of the company because it's the main event of WrestleMania 30. The storyline was perfect. You know, like there's just no bigger stage for that. There's no, no better way to end that, that WrestleMania. So it's like, you're doing this in front of 25,000 people, mm-hmm. you know, it's uh Everybody's getting cheered for. Um, and he's not quite the underdog that he was back then. So it's like, you know, do we need to go that route again? Now, if you do Edge versus Daniel Bryan, totally fine with that. Roman Reigns versus Edge, totally fine with that, as long as Roman Reigns retains the title. Um. But I, 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 I keep going back and forth on this. I don't know how I feel. I don't know if I want to see a triple threat match. I have one valid reason on why you would do a triple threat match. Mm-hmm. Edge is fucking 47 years old. <laughs> so give him some rest in between. Yes. We saw that at the Royal Rumble where he was just down and out for five ten minutes at a time and you you didn't yeah go back and watch that world rumble you don't notice it because so much action is happening around him mm-hmm. but there's just periods where he just laid out in the corner mm. so my booking situation for this would be edge wins the match against jay uso this friday night He's mm-hmm. a special guest enforcer. Somehow or another, he screws uh, Daniel Bryan, whether accidentally or on purpose, out of the championship, and it's set up as a triple threat match for WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate it. I don't love it yet, but I don't hate it. So, you're, uh, it's not making me like the situation any less because you prefer a one-on-one match i do but you know if it, if it makes sense if it's gonna if it's gonna if if that's the reason is to you know make sure that edge um puts on the best performance possible fine i'm okay with it then because we've seen too many clunkers between the uh with these part-timers Lately, over the years, we've just seen too many. Yeah, you know what help would help in that situation? A Hall a of Fame man. wrestler, yeah, a Hall of Fame wrestler named Dale O'Brien. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, that's fine. If, if 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 it helps, then I'm okay with it. I'll you you've you've swayed me. <laughs> yeah, we both uh, Roman Reigns. We both got Roman winning this match, right? 
Yes. Yeah. Sure. I don't like how you answer that. I don't know. I mean, it'd be it'd be cool. I mean, I, I wouldn't. That's a tough one, but um, I'm okay. Let me put it this way: I'm okay with whoever wins that match because I like both guys at this point. I'll tell you, Roman is not losing that championship until that contract is up. <laughs> Speaking of part-timers, you know who I'd like to see back? Hmm, Only because I'm watching her match right now against Sasha Banks. Uh, Ronda Rousey. Really? Yeah. I enjoyed her when she was playing heel. Sure, yeah. It's great work. Making fun of us, yeah. (laughs) Um... Yeah, I just I feel like it's weird how like she's like literally the most so she's a they built her quickly into literally the most unbeatable wrestler like ever. Like it would only take a triple threat match to beat her. That's mm-hmm. it's interesting. So, yeah, it'd be okay. I mean, it'd get a good pop and, you know. It might be a situation where they don't want her to come back until they have 100% capacity, but Mm -hmm. I would like to see her in the ring again because I'm watching her right now against Sasha Banks, and she is definitely holding her own in this match. Mm -hmm. And that's the litmus test. Mm -hmm. If you can hold your own with her. Yeah. All right, so we're done with WWE for tonight. Um, we're going to bring back a fan favorite se- session, Anthony's three-minute warning, where you get to talk about AEW. Okay. Uh, do you, uh, how much time do you want? I will let you. Oh, I'm, I'm on the timer right now to accidentally hit the hours. So how long would you like? Uh, we could do two minutes. Two minutes? Wow. Yeah. The disrespect. No, I'm giving you exactly three minutes. I'll make you suffer. So the big story. Oh, hold, on, hold on. I just want to say it sucks for their pay per view that their pay per view ended like that with the exploding ring not exploding. Is the timer on? It is not on because this is B talking. It will be on oh, okay. when you start. Uh, it sucks because everything I heard from people who actually watched the pay per view is that it was a good pay per view, even great. It's just the the it's like Vince McMahon said the ending is what everyone remembers, mm-hmm. and everyone's going to remember. Uh, who's Eddie Kingston coming out to protect uh, John Moxley uh-huh. and all that happened where little sprink- uh, sprinklers went off. And everybody was not happy with that. Yeah. Kenny Omega was not happy. Um, Tony I'm Khan. Sure, yeah, I'm sure John Moxley was embarrassed. Um, yeah, you know, um, we're still talking about it two weeks later. Like it's a, it's a huge letdown. It's a huge, uh, it's definitely, that's, you know, like you said, it's going to, they're going to be talking about that for years to come. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm sorry. Your three minute timer now. Yeah. So the, uh, the explosion, the exploding ring was embarrassing. Um, and you know, it's weird. Like, 
I don't know how I feel about AEW. Like, I feel like they're. I'm worried that they're going to sign too many old WWE guys because they just also signed Paul White, formerly the Big Show. Um, their big mystery signing. Everybody, you know, was like hoping it was CM Punk, but obviously it was not going to be CM Punk. Uh, it was Christian Christian Cage? Um, like what a what a uh, not a slap in the face, but what a um, what a message to send to WWE. You know, I got into shape. You brought me back for you know five minutes for the Royal Rumble, which was great. Um, but you clearly didn't have any interest in bringing me back regularly. So I'm gonna, you know, I want to continue to perform, and I, I'm gonna go over to the competitor. And uh, I'm I'm in shape. I'm a big enough name. And some people are excited, you know, and, and that's all I need. I don't need everybody to be excited, but as long as some people are talking, that's better than, than nobody. Um, what else is going on? There was a, uh, the women finally main evented Dynamite uh, this past Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa apparently put on a hell of a match. It was like a, it was like a no holds barred match. Like thumbtacks were involved and faces got busted open. And, you know, and apparently there was a big uh, standing ovation backstage after the match was over, after the show. So that's good for them. And uh, we haven't really talked about the, the crossover that they've been doing with Impact. Mm-hmm. That's been kind of cool to see, you know. You're able to uh, reunite the Bullet Club in a, in a matter of speaking, manner of speaking with Kenny Omega and, and the Good Brothers, Luke Gallows and uh, Carl Anderson. So, like, that's kind of cool to see. And then, you know, like the, the hench or like the heel manager and the Don Callis. It's kind of cool. You know, it, it's it's working. And, uh, you know, one thing I do like about AEW is that there's more factions. I'm not opposed to factions as some people may be. And, uh, you know, you've got Omega and, and you know, the the unofficial Bullet Club reunion. You've got uh, the Dark Order, which Dark Order, which was uh, led by the late, great Brody Lee. Uh, you've got Jericho's uh, inner circle and now they're going to be feuding with uh, that new that young guy MJF and his mm-hmm. his group. Uh, so you know, the, I, I like I like seeing strong groups. You know, someone to back up if if there's a big star or an emerging star in that group. You know, he's got backup. He's got people look after him. So that's I think one I'm thing start, I do like. I think I'm gonna start calling this uh, this this, um, this topic Anthony's A A three W. Hey, <laughs> there we go. But yeah, but that's all I've got, and I've got I've got like a bunch of episodes recorded. I do mm-hmm. want to go back and watch them, see you know, really catch up and see what's going on. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. Um, that's all I got for wrestling tonight. <sighs> I got one more thing. I mentioned it earlier. Oh, God. Andrade. Oh, okay. 
So the word is he asked for his release earlier this week. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it was denied. Mm-hmm. Um, but he acknowledged it today on social media. Basically saying the rumors you've heard are true. Um, I don't know where this is going, but, you know, it's going somewhere. And that's pretty much what he said. So it's interesting to uh, to see an active performer or a, you know, to see a wrestler who is acknowledging the rumors. And uh, it's a shame. I mean, it's a really, it's a, it's a real shame that they just have nothing for that guy. Yeah, it sucks because he's super talented. We saw it in NXT. He put on some of the best matches, best wrestling matches I've ever seen mm-hmm. against Johnny Gargano, against Drew McIntyre. Um, his matches with Rey Mysterio when he, when he came up to the main roster were incredible. I mean, he can wrestle with just about anybody. And and he's engaged to Charlotte Flair. Like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> even that couldn't help him. <laughs> couldn't get him any TV time. That's it. I don't know. WWE has all these talented people and just no, no inkling to use them. Mm-hmm. Like, if I was, you know, Andrade, so I'd, be, I'd be begging to go back down to NXT. Yeah. I mean, you could see him against Finn Balor. You could see him against Karrion Cross, Santos Escobar, uh, Tommaso Ciampa. Walter. Walter is now there. I wonder how long that's going to last because the, the biggest thing about Walter is that he didn't want to live. He didn't want to move to America, which, fair. Yeah. Um, man, you know, could have seen some matches with him and Keith Lee, who is been absent as well. Yeah, yeah, he had some kind of uh tweet today, basically saying that I'm so I can't do anything. When the truth comes out, I'll tell you guys everything. It's some people are thinking like, oh, the WWE is holding him back, and I'm thinking, hmm, I hope this is not some kind of medical thing. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, his fiance Mia Yim got COVID. That's right. And they never revealed whether he had it or not. Yeah. And he's just... a big guy. You know, maybe, you know, you hate to think that maybe there was an issue with it if he had it. I mean, it's not, it's not confirmed whether or not he had it, but I mean, who knows? But it's a shame as well to, to see him not perform right now. Yeah, that sucks. <sighs> All right, man. Like always, great podcast. Great talking to you. Um, put this out tomorrow. And next week, we'll be, we'll be talking about the first episode of the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm hyped about that. More hyped about than a certain four-hour movie that came out today. <laughs> right. Um, are you gonna watch that? Uh, not in one sitting, but maybe. Uh, okay. Maybe I'll break it up. All right. 
because I already, I've already said my piece. I'm not watching it. God bless everybody. <laughs> All right, man. Anything else you want? Anything else you got in your mind? No, that's it. I'm looking forward to Falcon. Excited about the Falcon Winter Winter Soldier. Looking forward to WrestleMania next month. Looking forward to the start of baseball. There's a lot to look forward to in the next few weeks. Yes, there is. The girlfriend's over here decided to turn on the vacuum for some odd reason. <laughs> and for that, and, and that, <laughs> yeah, okay, whatever. And with that, we're getting out of here. So uh, thanks for listening. You will go give us uh, five star reviews. We appreciate it. And um, we'll be back next week on Monday. So for Anthony, I'm DeQuincy. Later, babies.